You wouldn't want to have it any other way, folks. You found your way to Durf and Dylan, Fans of the Weast, episode Quattro. I don't know where else you would rather be than right here, right now. Because your hosts are Durf and Dylan, both of their teams <laughs> are 1 and 0 against all odds. We're both sitting here with the Bills beating the Rams and the Seahawks beating Mr. Unlimited. And the Denver Broncos on Monday Night Football. I mean, I can you can you exp- try and find something that makes this make sense on how this happened? Like this I know we want to talk about the... like we want to talk about like Nathaniel Hackett's mess up and like the fumbles. Right. And then, like, we, like, we want to talk about all this game stuff, like what happened in the game. But, like, what? This team was not supposed to win. Right. How? How? Just how? Because I don't know how. Well, I think I think your biggest, I think the biggest thing is this just proved that Nathaniel Hackett wasn't ready. The Bron- I feel like the Broncos were in assumption um that russell wilson that was just gonna be fine um and the seahawks said "Mm, not really no he's not gonna be okay this is really literally why we traded him um you're stuck with him good luck and you know we got significant amount of draft picks from that trade and now we're rebuilding a team we're not great but we still won like that's the crazy part that you can still win, but we're in like a rebuild mode almost. Because like right. if you can like you can get like the fun wins like this one, like what I've been telling people today, if we if the Seahawks go one in sixteen, that's fine, because we beat Russell Wilson and the Broncos. That's the only win I really care about at this point. And then we go, we just lose the rest of them. I can live with that as long as we end up with like a top three draft pick. Because, you know, the Jets and Falcons exist, so, you know, 1-16 and 16 might be pushing it. Um, and then we secure Bryce Young. So, I mean, that I mean that would yeah. just be heaven for me. Like, we're, we're step one's complete. Now we just need to get a top three draft pick somehow. That, that That's kind of where I'm at right now. Yeah. <laughs> but, you, uh, you know, the Bills don't have to worry about that kind of stuff. They beat the Rams uh, pretty uh, – I mean, it was 10-10 to 10 at the half – and then things yep. just we got we got a little got a little out of hand there. A little out of hand or making a statement. I like that better. I guess it depends on your <laughs> viewpoint. If you're a Rams fan, you're like, yeah, that got out of hand. Holy shit. If you're a Bills fan, you're like, yeah. Statement made. Yep. Absolutely. And I know we're gonna talk about it a little bit more in depth, but I just I gotta get it out right now. Like this entire offseason with Von Miller being there. I don't. Mm-hmm. I can't count the amount of times that I said he's not going to make that big of an on the field impact. It's just what he's going to do, like in practice and helping the other guys out. Right. And here he is with like 
He must be listening to fans of the Wii's because he's like he just went in there and was like, "Yeah, hey bud, I'm still Von Miller boy," <laughs> and he sacks his former QB twice. Yeah, not buddy. just once. Oh my god, so good at football. What a guy. Is oh, he yeah. is he gonna be in the Hall of Fame? Probably. Probably. Yeah, I would think so without a doubt. Yeah, because, I mean, I know he went through, like, a rough patch there with injuries and stuff, but before, like, he got his first injuries with Denver, like, he was a absolute monster. Yep. I mean, based on just the requirements, he's he, he's, he's been Pro Bowl selected. Um, that he has the two, two Super Bowls ready. Looking for the third. Is it the first time um, in NFL history if he wins the Super Bowl with the Bills, this would be the first player ever to win with three different teams? I think believe so, yes. I think that's what I heard. I think I heard that. So, future Hall of Famer probably, Von Miller right there. Still going. Two sacks in one game. Um, yeah, buddy. So, real quick, we have to get to our unofficial sponsor. The unofficial sponsor for this episode is going to be uh, The Emotion of Cringe. The Emotion of Cringe. Um, because we had a full dose of cringe on Monday Night Football with all of the uh, interviews Russell did, you know, mm-hmm. people talking to him, and then obviously even the post-game interview, just doing his normal song and dance. It's just cringe all around, and I can finally, like, I can I can breathe a breath of fresh air, and I don't have to defend his cringiness anymore. Because before it was just like, oh, this is what you want in your locker room. A guy who's just a team guy. Like, no, he's cringe. It's disgusting. It's boring and everyone hates it. <laughs> All right? That's what it is. So right. this episode is unofficially brought to you by the emotion of cringe. It's fantastic. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. We're going to get to a quick recap before we get into next week's games. Now that we're in full swing of the season, this is the format that we're going with for this show. Mm-hmm. It was a little weird leading up to it with like preseason football and then only one week. Right. Like now we're in full swing. This is what we can expect to put out for content for you for the next, well, until at least the playoffs because we'll probably only be talking about one team at that point. So at least the next 17 weeks. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. I, I, don't, I don't even want that. I don't, <laughs> I don't want it. I'll just tell you that right now. I don't want it. All right. So. Um, just based off of the format here, we're going to be talking about the Broncos-Seahawks game first. Just a quick recap with some points that, you know, from a Seahawks perspective, that's what we want to bring you, you know, from a Bills fan's perspective, a Seahawks fan's perspective. From a Seahawks fan's perspective, the first half was absolutely nothing that we should have expected to happen. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, I don't remember what he, what Geno Smith finished with, but at one point, Geno Smith had two touchdown passes. He was 17 for 18 with like 170-some-odd yards. That shouldn't have been his stat line. Not even close to that. Right. The man absolutely dominated the quarterback position. Clean precision passing. The pocket he was standing in was clean. And with exception to Charles Cross getting blown up by Bradley Chubb twice, because, you know, you can't expect your rookie left tackle to hold on to Bradley Chubb the entire night. All right. Right. Which is something that is fair to expect that. Okay. He got sacked Mm -hmm. twice. That's fine. I will survive. But overall that offensive line held up very well for Geno Smith. Um, Getting the tight ends involved was something that 
Seahawks fans have not seen since, um, I don't even know, 2016 or 17 when Jimmy Graham was there and he had like 100 catches in that one season. Mm-hmm. That was the last time we've seen the tight end be used. So to see two of them catch touchdowns, Coley Parkinson and Will Disley, so nice to see tight ends get involved finally because we've always had good tight ends that have potential to be great. They were just never utilized. DK Metcalf made some man catches. The dude went up and caught footballs like a man, which is what you love to see. Mm-hmm. Um, another huge one that like even an, an old dog can learn new tricks. All right. Pete Carroll went for it on fourth down. He could have kicked the field goal and Seahawks fans would have went here. Here we go. Right. You know, just kicking field goals and we should be going for, we got to put the nail in the coffin, all this stuff. Now the results, not what we wanted. Gino didn't get the QB sneak first down, but it was just nice. It was a breath of fresh air to see Pete Carroll give the green light on a fourth down. It, yeah. ju- it You never saw that as a Seahawks fan before. It was so nice to see. Could they have called a better play than having like 30-plus-year-old Geno Smith dive up the middle? You know, I probably would have called something else, but it's fine. We can work on that. I will survive. Um, my defensive MVP is actually going to be uh, Nuosu, our newly acquired defensive end that came over from uh, the Chargers. That man, every big play that almost every single big defensive play that happened, he was a part of it. He was in the backfield constantly. He was in on both of the fumbles, at least making some form of hit on the running backs, um, both those fumbles. Uh, also, you know, Mike, shout out Mike Jackson for recovering both of those fumbles as well. Um, but he, he's been a great addition so far. I hope he can help out some of the other guys that didn't play as well. Like Mafe was absent. And then yep. our other defensive end, he well, he didn't play as well. Is he Daryl Taylor? Blinked on the name for a minute. He did not have a good game, I would say whatsoever. Right. Yeah, um, we talked. About, yeah, we definitely mentioned. Or we talked about that um, when we were watching the game yesterday for sure. Every single time they ran his way, he was just getting caught inside. He was getting bullied in the run game by wide receivers. He was just, he was not focused. He, something was wrong in his brain. And hopefully he watches some film, you know, with practice and they can work some of those kinks out. Um, but, you know, all mistakes aside, they played relatively clean football. Just the DK Metcalf fumble was the only turnover they had. Geno Smith himself played a clean game. Since Charles Cross made his fantastic catch on that fumble, the strip sack there, <laughs> catching that ball midair, MVP yeah, level but... player. That's your franchise left tackle right there that you're going to have for the next 15 years. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the Seahawks overall played a very good game. I just, you know, the second half was obviously they gained like 40 yards of offense and, and as a whole in the second half, whatever it was, it was not good. Mm-hmm. So thank God the defense stood up and did what they had to do, and Nathaniel Hackett's an idiot. That's just basically the end of the story right there. <laughs> um, and I just I, I needed to go to another screen here to do this. Uh, we got to go. I, I literally label this screen memes and videos just mm-hmm. so I can throw up stuff that I want to throw up here and to talk about. I mean, this, is, this has got to be one of the greatest 
it's a top, probably a top five moment ever on the Eli and Peyton the Manning cast. Sutton, Sutton. I, this this is the moment right here. Like I was we I was at home. We were at the bar, and then I had to go home because they kicked us out of the bar. I watched this play on my phone, and I just saw him. He was squared up with with Williams, and like it's like this. I felt like this was the moment. If he misses this tackle, we lose. If he makes the tackle, we win. That's where my head was at. So he yeah. misses this tackle, and I immediately was just like, "Yep, that's that's that." But let's obviously see what happens. Good play. Now we got fourth and five is doable. Look at Peyton. We got three timeouts. I might use one right here. Let's use one. Let's talk about this one. Let's talk about this one. This is what I was telling my Broncos fan co-worker. Uh Get used to this. Russell Wilson. Like we all blamed Pete Carroll when Russell Wilson was here for the clock management. We now can officially confirm that 90% of our clock management issues were on Russell Wilson and not Pete Carroll. And this this pretty much confirms it. They're going to try to draw, they're gonna try to draw him off sides. You might try to draw him off sides. But you have to snap the ball to do that. Like at least out. try to snap well, You don't want to waste that much time, I don't think. Well, running a play. Early. They, look, <laughs> they look unsettled. Sutton doesn't know what he's doing. Good old Pete Manning. Hurry up. And yeah. What the? So you just burned thirty seconds to call a timeout. It gets better, Shannon. It gets better. Oh. <laughs> a lot of time. A lot of time wasted right there to call a timeout, Pete. Yes. Right? Yes. Even now, if you I mean, if you get five this yards, is, this is it right here. I mean, you still got two timeouts, but you gotta you gotta get some yardage. They're gonna kick it. They're gonna kick it. Kick what? Oh, they're, kick, they're kicking right here. Kick, <laughs> they're gonna kick it. Kick what? <laughs> what? What do you mean? Kick uh, what? The field goal Man. right here. They're gonna kick Hold it. Hold on. Oh. How far? Let me see how far this 62 is. Sixty-two yarder. Sixty-three yarder. What? <laughs> Shannon Sharp could not believe what he was seeing. He was in complete disbelief. I think Eli and Peyton were also questioning it, but they were more analyzing it. Shannon Sharp mm-hmm. was reacting how everyone at home was reacting. Like, what <laughs> in God's green earth are you doing? You either call oh, a timeout and figure out your fourth and five play, mm-hmm. or uh, you just go up there and you, like, rush it. You know, you just try and figure out a, a, a five-yard play right there. Like, you got to have that play. I feel like that you should have had that play – before you ran that third down play, it's like, all right, if we come up short, this is the one we're doing. You rush up there and you catch Seahawks off guard. Like that's how you play football. That's the big right. difference. And then uh, just just one more quick thing. This is what um, Doug Baldwin posted, the former Seattle Seahawk wide receiver. This is what he decided to post after the game. Oops, not not view replies. Just play it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look at for those oh. listening to the podcast uh, you can view all of this on uh our youtube channel where the video was posted yeah i mean i think this is my last point that i got for this recap is i think i don't know if it affected russell wilson more 
or it affected the Seahawks more to play well, the fact that there were so many former Seahawks. Like, there was Marshawn Lynch, Richard Sherman, K.J. Wright, Doug Baldwin. All of these former players were at practice and at the game and on the sideline. Like, all week. Like, they were, they wanted the Seahawks to win this game so bad. Hmm. Like, everyone was there, which really <laughs> makes you wonder. Like, I cannot wait for the E60 or the 30 for 30 because you, we all heard the <laughs> Russell Wilson side at this point. Like, he yeah. didn't trust the Hawks. They didn't listen to him. Like, blah, blah, blah. What's the other side? Because. Apparently, there's another side because Richard Sherman, KJ, like the entire Legion of Boom and then some doesn't just show up to practice all week long because they're bored. Mm-hmm. They wanted the right. Seahawks to win this game for, oh, for a sure. reason. So <laughs> I think that had a <laughs> lot to do with the level of play mm-hmm. that the Seahawks put out there. And I know Russell Wilson saw that on social media, too, that all his former teammates were there stacking up trying to go against him. There's mm-hmm. there's a reason those former Seahawks weren't at the Denver practice supporting Russell. They were at the Seahawks <laughs> practice supporting uh, the Seahawks. That yeah. says a lot right there. So um that's pretty much all I got right there. They're one and oh they're the only team in the NFC West with a win right now. It feels good. And we play the 49ers next week. We'll get to that in a bit. Uh it's it's a it's a that game next week is a lot bigger now. If we're honestly oh, thinking sure. about wins and like proving to the world that this team can win, if that's your goal, mm-hmm. next week is a huge game. But we'll get to that in a minute. Oh, so, for sure. We got our other game here: the Bills, yeah, uh, the Bills and Rams. Bills and Rams kicked off the 2022 NFL season, and the Bills did not disappoint. The Rams, however, did. Um, Bills started out a little shaky there first half, and uh, I feel like I've seen bits and pieces of this game multiple times, but had never really sat down and fully comprehended this game. Um, it just happened to be that I was at work um, when, the, when the game happened, so it was kind of those things where I saw a lot of replays and saw re-airs, but not... No, not wasn't like sit down and like fully engage it, but you know, I, I think I saw the you know the majority of the points I needed to see. I did a lot of, you know, you spend time on a lot of time on Twitter after the game, trying to see all the points, what's going on, um, you know, look for those little nuggets that you get. And uh, I mean, one thing is the Bills didn't punt they again. Didn't, they didn't even shouldn't even bothered signing the guy. Right? Who Matt do you, Barkley who do you proved need, he's got this. Why bother? needs a punter? Come Stupid. On. Punter who? Um, yeah, but I mean... Punter Josh Renfro. Had... <laughs> Sorry, I don't know why that popped in my head. I was just like, punter who? Punter Renfro. There you go. Um, yeah, so Josh Allen had two interceptions. I they really think they weren't really his fault. Um, I'd say thought, one wasn't his fault. Okay. The the, but, the one to Crowder, I could, I could see how Crowder could have ran a shall, shallower route and not let the guy jump right. in front of him. But Josh could push that out in front a little bit more. At least yeah. make him compete for the ball. But, mm-hmm. you know, at the end of the day, you know, I, you know I'll give him like one and a right. half. All right. 
Um, I did see a little, little, a little nugget today that um, out of all of Josh Allen's 31 passes, only one of them were considered off target. Was that a throwaway like, too? Like <laughs> maybe, I maybe it could have just been could have just been a throwaway. Who knows? Um, yeah, Bills offense they you know hit up Gabriel Davis, hit up Stephon Diggs, no issues there. Josh Allen did his thing. Like you know the meme with the with the Michael Jordan. You know when Allen's reaching over the goal line, like like you know Michael Jordan Space Jam, and he did it on Bobby him. Wagner too, of all people. Right, like, that's it just, awesome. It was just beautiful um yeah first half was a little a little shaky but um the second half they really put the throttle down and this was and i was really excited to see this from what i did um because i was a little nervous with ken dorsey just overall because i really hadn't seen him his play style calling with the you know with the starters um if this was if this would have been brian dable the bills would have won 13 to 10 because Dable would have tried to play a balanced play, run the clock. You know, I don't think he would have gotten aggressive enough because he knew that if they had to later down the road, they could have. And Ken Dorsey, to me, said and said, said, "No, we're not giving them a chance to catch up. Put the foot down. Let's go." Gotta and love coaches did. like that. Um, a couple of bad fumbles uh, with Moss and James Cook. So we'll see what how much James Cook plays this upcoming week. But I put five bucks that he's inactive for this game. Would not surprise me. I'd, be, I'd put money on it. <laughs> <laughs> um. So from from the offense, you know, Josh Allen played phenomenal. Did not miss a beat from that phenomenal last two minutes of the Kansas City game. Like it, it's like he basically like hit football puberty and like became and made that step. And now he's just like, officially good at football forever. Now he is just like, I don't know, is he is he like, he's the almost like the new standard, the new breed, the, you know, what can't this guy do now? It's like holy crap. I mean, that was my that was my first takeaway, like as soon as the game started. Right. Like, it didn't even take me long to realize, like, holy, th- like he's throwing darts. Oh yeah. Like, he's hitting these guys in stride. He's yep. putting it right on the number, like short, intermediate. You know, it didn't throw too many deep balls early on. I don't think a lot of teams threw deep balls this uh, in week one overall. I mean, I there was a couple, but it was, I didn't couple, feel like it wasn't yeah. at the rate that we usually see, but it's week right. one. So, I mean, you know, maybe that was why. But just the fact that he's throwing with power and mm-hmm. accuracy, I was at least accuracy of that of like a Tom Brady. Like, just oh, like yeah. that was always his thing. Like, no matter what, he's like, he's putting it on his guy. But yep. then still being able to run too, like you're you're right. you're putting two in one, mm-hmm. and it just feels weird. I don't know if it's because it's he's a bill, or just because like he didn't get the initial hype other guys did. Is he's like only still coming into his own, mm-hmm. like like just the fact that like he might be the best player in the foot in, in the NFL, and, and yeah. we, I mean that's something that we're gonna have to talk about this season. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I mean, you could say Mahomes does it just does it just, does it just as well, but Mahomes is like more of like a he's like a, oh, a loose cannon sometimes, like with his sidearm throws and everything. Josh Allen, he's he can take it from the pocket and deliver exactly where he needs to go. And if he's running 
away from pressure, he can still keep the poise to just throw it normally. And, you know, throw it 50 yards down the field and be like, okay, there you go, Diggs, have a touchdown. Um, so offense, you know, definitely got into form later as the game went on. Um, but this defense, holy cow. I was not expecting Von Miller to have two sacks. No, I don't think um, some people might, but I didn't. I did not. I, I didn't mean, expect him to have one. Right. Maybe a I half mean, a sack if he got lucky. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, Ed Oliver looked good. Tim Settle looked good. Jordan Phillips looked good. Gregory Rousseau looked good. Boogie Basham looked good. Um, you know, Boogie Basham with the interception. Gregory Rousseau with a tip and the knockdown. And, you know, what the hell? It's about seven sacks total, I think, against, against Matthew Stafford. I can't remember how many interceptions it was. I think it was, was it had to be at least two. Yeah, I think it was at least two. There might have been three, but yeah. I, I think two would be a safe um, number. But, I mean, Von Miller definitely, like, legitimately helped this team hit that next stride in defense. Like One the, touchdown, the, three interceptions for Matthew Stafford. Three interceptions, okay. Um, I mean... I think they absolutely put the pressure on Matthew Stafford. And we, I think we saw, I think we, we, the NFL world saw a Detroit Matthew Stafford in the LA Rams offense. Yeah. Um, like he, it was a kind of like he reverted it back a little bit. Um, but, you know, the Bills definitely just did their thing. And it was, I think, just phenomenal to see, you know, coming out week one strong like that against the Super Bowl champs who, like, they did gain some pieces, but they just and the, but they didn't really lose a ton either. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I thought it was phenomenal that you know these rookie corners, you know, Kyrie Elam and Christian Benford, like they didn't completely shut down Cooper Cup, which was you know which, which was expected. You can't, you know? yeah, you can't, you can't be like, hey, go out there and hold oh, them right. to like three catches for fifty yards. Like that's just not <laughs> right. I mean, I think Cooper Cup had about thirteen catches. Uh, like, it was, I think it was like a buck 20 or something like that and a yeah. touchdown. Um, but no one else on that Rams offense had any worthwhile stats. No. Cam Makers was trash. Uh, Allen Robinson completely flopped on his face there. Uh, I think he, he, he one for one catch of two targets. And you know, that last, that last pass there in the end zone with Christian Benford, like boxed them out in the corner you don't see a rookie doing that typically yeah. at the end of a game. Like that, that was pretty, that was pretty good defense there. You know, you gotta get credit to I think Leslie Frazier and Sean McDermott. They really brought these rookies up because they knew Tredavis White wasn't going to be ready for week one. And, you know, they got it done. Like, you know, I, I saw a tweet, you know, after the game from, you know, like a Rams fan, like, you know, Rams fans like think like this is, you know, the Rams didn't play well, blah, yada, yada, yada. And then, but when you look at the Bills, like the NFL should be afraid because the Bills came into the Rams' house and destroyed them. And the Bills are going to look to do this against the rest of the NFL. Like, how many people had the Rams returning to the Super Bowl? Right. I mean, I, I think a lot of people, you know, like, I don't know. I want to call them professionals, and I don't know what to call them. 
But the people yeah, that, yeah, you know, was... pick stuff, they didn't say the Rams because they just go with, you know, it's hard to repeat, it's hard to do that, hard to return. Right. But they kept their team mostly intact, and they still, you know, they still have a lot of their core players, and they added people like Allen Robinson and Bobby Wagner. So a lot, I think a lot of people had them returning to the Super Bowl, and the Bills right. just destroyed them. Yeah. I think at this point you don't want them to return to the Super Bowl because it's going to be like a, a Seahawks-Broncos Super Bowl at this point if you if you let that happen. Right. That's yep. just that's going to be disgusting. So yeah. you're you're better off finding a new NFC team <laughs> to, mm. to go compete. Uh, hashtag Tampa Bay. You know, a little Tom Brady, <laughs> Josh Allen action right there. That's one way to send Tom Brady into retirement, getting beaten oh, by yeah. his uh his uh, yep. old rival there. Um, but, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was a it was a good game. Like a lot of people picked the Rams to win, and uh, they were to me joyfully wrong. Joyfully. Oh, you picked you picked the Rams to win. Ha ha ha! Get fucked. <laughs> <laughs> I always mark these episodes explicit. Don't worry. <laughs> I've given up trying to keep it PG. Oh, uh, I guess yeah. like PG because uh, you know PG thirteen's okay. You're allowed one F word in a PG thirteen movie, right? So there I think it is. So, yeah. there There's it is. the one. Maybe that'll be a new segment for the show. <laughs> Find where Dylan said fuck. There you go. Oh, now that's twice. Oh, shoot. <laughs> now, we're, now we're rated R. Now we're rated R. Uh-oh. <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, so, yeah, like I said at the beginning, I mean, both teams are 1-0. Off to a hot start here. Um, one team has high aspirations, and the other just beat all expectations for the season already. So, yeah, I mean... <laughs> It's one team just getting started. The other team's like, well, we made it. We're here. The Seahawks have won the Super Bowl. They're going to Disney World. That's that's where they're at. At least that's where I'm at. Cancel the rest of the season. Yeah. I'm, I'm good. Just give them the trophy. Um, yep. Well, unfortunately, that was just week one. We have, we have 16 more games to look forward to. Uh, so yep. we'll go uh, touch on these for next week. So first, we're going to be bringing up the Seahawks going and playing the 49ers. What do they call their stadium these days? It's not even Levi anymore, is it? Yeah, it's Levi. Stadium. Is it Levi still? Yeah, it, it, it's I been Levi. It no, it, it was been Levi, I think, for the last five or six years at least. Yeah, because I knew they brought down Candlestick. For some yeah. reason, I thought they changed it again, but I guess not. Okay, well, that's good to know, Levi Stadium. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm like... For some reason, I'm just double-checking again because I just feel like they... Oh, it's still Levi's. Okay. I don't know why I thought they changed it. I thought they did. No, other other teams changed their stadium names this year, but... Rest in peace, Heinz Field. <laughs> um, the 49ers actually opened up as nine-and-a-half-point favorites for this game. Like, that's... That's a lot of points. It just like, seems wrong. I mean, the 49ers, granted, it's a monsoon. I You can only say that so many times. They only scored 10 points against the Bears, okay? Um, you can only bring up the fact that it was raining so much. Mm-hmm. And the Seahawks went, and they beat Russell Wilson-led Broncos. And then you're giving them – I mean, even against the Broncos, they were only uh, six-and-a-half-point underdogs. Now you're going to go play the Trey Lance 49ers – and they're nine and a half point underdogs. Who's making these numbers? <laughs> like, they think they got some interns over there at like Caesar Sportsbook. Uh, what? Where the heck? So, uh, regardless of the points, Seahawks are going to play their first division opponent, and 
it depends on your viewpoint, like I said before. If you, I want the Seahawks to go out there and just still show the world that, yeah, we're still a football team. Geno Smith is in the MVP race. You know, we, this is what we're going to be this year, and we're still going to win football games. Then this is a big week. Go out and beat a division opponent. Go and embarrass Trey Lance. Make them start 0-2 and make them question their decisions that they traded away three first-round picks so they could get this guy. Embarrass them. That's what your goal is going to be next week. Right. If your goal is to tank, then all you can do is just hope that you know they mm-hmm. tank. I mean, but we're not going to sit here and talk about you know let's hope they tank. That, that's not going to make good content, is it? So we have to talk about right. the other side of it where they have to win. So uh, Jamal Adams did go out with an injury. It sounds like a serious injury. He'll, I'm thinking, done for the year. Maybe some people are saying like somewhere from like six to ten weeks. It's it, no one knows honestly what's wrong right now. Which is weird. Like you would think the next day you usually think, figure these things out, but at first I thought it was a groin injury, and then they said it was a quad injury, and now it's a knee injury. So we don't. It, his whole leg just exploded. Apparently, I don't. We don't know what happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he'll be gone. So then Ken Walker will probably. Uh, you know, he he might be back. He's he's questionable still. But Ken Walker will be added to the running back rotation, hopefully against the 49ers, the rookie running back. A nice little uh, side companion there for Rashad Penny. Because I'll tell you right now, Travis Homer was not the answer, like especially last night. I'll tell you that. I would have liked to see more DJ Dallas in the running game than Travis Homer. But now we're mm-hmm. not going to see either one of them because we're going to have Kenneth Walker playing. At least I say, I say hopefully still because it's not official. But he's on track to play on Sunday. So that right. will be fun. Uh, so that's just kind of like the overall viewpoint here. The three matchups I really want to look for. Number one, obviously, is going to be containing Trey Lance. The Seahawks did not do a great job. If Russell Wilson was, you know, five years younger still, he would have had a lot of runs in that game on Monday night. All right. That's the facts. Because he had lanes, but he decided to throw. And the Seahawks in general just looked slow. Darrell Taylor looked slow. Mafe was non-existent. You know, Trey Lance has a has the potential uh, to like, yeah, be a monster uh, in this game uh, with his mobility. So um, that's one number uh, number two here. The offense needs to play four quarters. They they need to go out there and not like just crash in the second half. They started out so strong against the Broncos and then didn't score anything in the second half. If you're going to want to keep up with the mobility and possibly dominant offense of the 49ers, you're probably going to need to score more than 17 points. Plus, the 49ers' defense is, I would say, better than the Broncos' defense. And then number three are uh, rookie tackles, Abe Lucas and Charles Cross. We already saw Bradley Chubb blow up Charles Cross twice in the last game for two sacks. Uh, now they get Nick Bosa. <laughs> so you're, it's not going to get any easier for them. So we need to keep an eye on those two guys. Nick Bosa can move all over the line, and uh, they both need to be ready. And Geno Smith, you know, he needs to keep his eyes open, ba- eyes in the back of your head, bud, because Nick Bosa is probably coming for you. And then uh, all right, the, the, the segment here brought to you by BetUS. Get in contact with us if you want 125% deposit bonus for your BetUS account. Uh, bet US. You can bet on Bet US. 
to make bets. Uh, our, my favorite bet for this game is going to be the Seahawks spread at plus 9.5. It's way too many points for a team that just beat the Broncos. It's at minus 104. Mm-hmm. I think it's too easy. You can't pass that up, in my yeah. professional opinion. So then we move on to Monday Night Football. The Titans at at the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Bills are nine and a half point favorites on this game, which is I'm not, I'm not surprised. That's fair. Um, based on the way we saw the Titans play the Giants last week. And uh, so three things. So, you know, a couple things that, you know, overall points here, you know, based on what we saw against the Rams, will the, will the Bills be more balanced on offense? Um, you know, I, I want to see some of the bigger runs on offense. Um, I have no issue with, with how well they've done passing game. Just seems like if they ever run into a problem, I, I'm a little nervous. I want to see more on Singletary and Zach Moss um, for sure. And then will the Bills ever, ever have to punt? Um, can we get it four out of the last five regular season games? to make it like can we can we can the bills get that streak going because i think i saw it was like back to like 1939 i think was the last time so um but yeah so if the second team offense has to come in then yes they punt (laughs) if they you know if it's like 40 to 10 and and like case kino comes in then yeah they might have to punt but outside of that yeah (laughs) So, uh, real quick, three things to watch here. Uh, I'm looking at Derrick Henry versus the Bills' rush defense. Um, Derrick Henry didn't do, I don't think, phenomenal against the Giants' defense, so I'm really looking forward to this Bills' defense being able to shut him down quite a bit. Um, This Titans passing game with their no-name receivers and their rookies against the Bills' secondary, against those rookies, be interesting. I want to, you know... Looking for, looking for the Bills secondary to continue to shut down receivers like they did against the Rams. And then uh, last thing is just looking for the Bills to play a lot more cleaner football um, with less turnovers. Um, obviously, a couple of the turnovers that the Bills had against the Rams weren't like game-deciding turnovers because of how well the offensive offense played, but still, you know, still need to see a better team, a more, more cleaner team there. It's hard to have four turnovers a game and continue to win. It'll get you one of these times. It'll get you. So that's all the time we have for this episode. We got to wrap this up here. So as always, you can get us at, at Durf and Dylan, YouTube, TikTok, Twitter, all the other pages, whatever you feel like using. And you can listen to this on any podcasting platform, Spotify, iTunes, whatever else you want to listen to it on that fans of the weast. And this has been... Derf. And Dylan. Go Hawks. Go Bills.